We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. You can download us every single week on its on its own podcast feed. Just search Permission Granted where you can get us on the normal DA show podcast feed in the middle of your daily best of recaps or the entire four hours of the program. So I'm joined now by Mraz, and the first thing we got to talk about is my trip to Boise, where you are not going to be coming along anymore because the due date for Danielle having your second child, Peyton, has been moved up from mid-October to mid-September potentially, and that's exactly when we're going to go. The, the game is September the 18th. And this year, because you can't go, this is the first time in three years, only the second time ever we've done it, Bogus is going to take over your slot. And you learn that we're going to be going out there for a full week instead of just the four days we did last time. So extra salt in the wound for you. Yeah, and I have to be honest, the first minute of you just reading that and hearing my trip to Boise, just even the words my mm. It sucks. There's no doubt about it. It sucks. I can't hide my I don't care. I can't do any of that. I care greatly, and I hate that I am not going to this trip. I absolutely hate it. I've expressed to my wife that I hate it. I even tried to do last-minute negotiating with my wife. Well, maybe, possibly. It's just it, it not going to be worth – that's a fight I would have for the rest of my life if I missed the birth of my child. You can't get out of that. No. and, and What type of negotiation did you try to do? Well, how long do you really last time? My point was last time we were in the hospital for my first child, Taylor, we the water broke at about 6 a.m. Eastern. She wasn't born until 1 a.m. the following morning. So you're talking about almost 24 hours in the hospital. Okay. And my point was, hey, you know, doing the math, I know it's not a direct flight home from Boise. If oh, I could get the no. next flight. I mean, look, I, I was selling on last time this happened. Oh, and then, no, you tried to sell yeah. that you could be in Boise and then her water could break and you could try to make it back. I knew it was a losing battle. That's how badly I really wanted to go. I really, really <laughs> wanted to go. And I also was looking at it as kind of like a last hurrah before I have two kids. Let's, you know, let's go. I love the people out there. Good food, you know, cold drinks, good shows out there. And it, it was, a, I knew it was a losing battle, but it was, you know, kind of how Favre's interception numbers rank up. I think when you're down late, you just chuck it up there, and if something happens, it happens. Was she offended that you tried to negotiate your way out of being at the birth? Shockingly, no, because she's offended at everything else. I think she was just more, come on, let's be realistic here. We had a sensible conversation about it, but I definitely went home the day I found out that that was for sure going on, and, you know, Bogus was basically going to be the next man up, and I, I tried to make a last pitch. I tried to. Now, Bogue said your comments today were grounds to get thrown out of the house. 
because they probably were right. Because you you were pretty, and Aiden's going to probably insert the audio right now. You were pretty negative on the birth of Peyton, <laughs> and you'll miss an entire week in Boise, which is the worst part. There's no doubt about that. that's absolutely the worst part. Now you decide to go for a full week, and it's just and and. That Sunday, the football Sunday, we could be hanging out with listeners. The Giants are the Thursday night game, so I really could have not had to focus for three hours that day. Everything's coming anti-Sean here. I'm going to deal with this rat kid and miss the trip to Boise now. Rat kid? I'm going to love her, but at the moment, yeah. I'd, I'd rather be on the blue turf. It's going to be ugly. Everything about this is going to be ugly. But enjoy. Enjoy all the potatoes. I'll be at a hospital. Idaho having a company. kid. Are you really upset about having a kid? Is that really what we're going going with I here? I adore my daughter, and I'm sure I will adore the other. I just I could be upset about the timing of. But you're a leaving kid. the door open to not. Well, I'm upset. I could <laughs> love the next, you know, the rest of my life with my child and hate the timing that they're born. I I was. You called her a rat kid. That's the line I'd like to have back. <laughs> if I'm Speaking being of Farve interceptions. I think there are definitely times where I'm on the air and I get animated and. I don't think before I speak. I mean, those things have clearly been documented over the years where if I could have a line back, I almost wish Aiden didn't insert the the, the rat kid line. I wish I could have that back because I, I love and adore my daughter actually more and more every day. And I know I'm going to love and adore my next daughter. Taylor's like the best part of my life. I'm starting to feel like a short, sappy dad like that. Calling my child a rat kid is unfair. <laughs> but as I stressed and I tried to convey... The problem is not actually having a daughter and having a child. The problem is the timing of the daughter and said child. It's not her fault, and it won't be her fault the rest of the her life. But for the rest of her life, I'm probably going to have a little sour taste about the timing of her birth whenever I look back at pictures of you and Bogus basically uh, doing Lady and the Tramp with a potato. That's going to bother me. Well, you might not see those pictures very often. I don't know how often you look at pictures of anybody else's trip. Well, I think that's the kind of trip that I miss that might become a whole wall in my house. <laughs> Basically diagramming every day and what you guys ate and but what, what Chuck Pagano's you hung out with. But you would get jammed up for the rest of your life because, as you've already noted, your two girls will be only one grade apart. Yes. So that's where it's really going to be a reminder every single day. Yes. There, there's no doubt I'm going to look at Less them. Less than the Boise trip of 10 you, years prior. You'd think that, DA, but that's not how my mind works. I have actually... <laughs> spun this, you know, kind of like I would always spin the Yankees being in and, and back out. A lot of other parents I've talked to have expressed to me that I think that having a kid one grade apart, as it is right now, is a win for me because ultimately I will get them, if that's it for kids, out of daycare sooner and I'll get back to my life, my regularly scheduled life sooner, instead of saying have a kid now and then five years have the next one. So a lot of parents have told me, hey, that actually is going to be a benefit to you down the line, even if college or whatever else financially hits you. So I've spun a positive weave with that or web. But you're going to be paying for simultaneous proms yeah. Or sweet 16s. Sweet 16s, one year apart. And then college, you'll be paying double yep. college for three years. And everybody says that. But you know what? Take out a student loan. My kids are on their own. Okay. <laughs> I mean, unless the grandparents are chipping in for college funds. See, the more I think about what I had to pay my student loans, why should my kids not have to? Okay. Learn the hard way like I did. <laughs> okay. Just don't apply to Duke. Secondly, we have not been on... The Twitch stream, the simulcast, watchda.com, the last couple of days. And this is apparently a situation that unfolded last week when I was out. So there's been a lot of people asking about this. And uh, we're we're working feverishly to try to put this this 
Humpty Dumpty back together again. But there's been power surges Ugh. and audio problems, and now the entire TriCaster, which is like the box that all of the video feeds into and then comes out of, apparently is just totally kaput now, and our one video engineer is impossible to track down these days. <laughs> and making it known he's impossible to track down. So Cap has been trying to slap this thing together with scotch tape and bubble gum and MacGyver it for a couple of weeks now, but now it's just completely dead. So I had to send out an email to the boss bosses and just be like, hey, just so everyone knows, if you're not aware, we don't have a stream right now and it's not fixable. Came in today. I sent that out yesterday morning after the show. Seemed like it got some traction from the corporate heads. Okay. Hey, we got to fix this. Cap even said, got some traction from the corporate heads, but still not fixed. But seems like it's it's progressing in the right direction to where now the people that could make the changes, money, resources, engineers, are aware of it and are scrambling. Kind of an issue, though, if... It takes you making them aware of a problem. Not like, great. Like the people who have had the problem in digital, it, it's typical hide stuff from your boss. Don't <laughs> let them know there's panic going on. I hope that's the case because now we're talking about the second problem, right? A second official noted problem with us getting on a live video stream on Twitch since our return to the studio, which again, I will say a reoccurring theme is how come more equipment is breaking since we've been back in studio than when we were home figuring this out on our own for a year and a half? That to me doesn't make sense. Well, it's true. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we patchworked everything to, together so much over the years that when it sat for a year and a half, we finally came back. It was, it was overload. Whereas what we were doing at home, Maybe your home equipment of laptops and Zooms and, you know, webcams, maybe they're just, they're better because they're newer and there's there's less of it. Right. And I guess energy savers in some way to surge back in. I don't, look, I don't know how any of that works, but there has to be a correlation. There has to be. There has to be a reason that somehow fundamentally our Twitch stream and WatchDA.com and all of our viewers who watch it on it, got stronger, better, and we improved the show from home. And the moment we come back, it collapses like a house of cards. Like, they're, they're, it's too coincidental for me. There has to be something there adding up. Yeah, well, maybe older equipment that got taxed. And I looked fatter on camera when I came back than when I did at home. I don't want to be the one to say it, but it was. it's been rough sometimes. It's been the angles sometimes. <laughs> But it's, it's... It's been rough sometimes. It's been notably rough when you've worn a relatively tight golf shirt. I'm wearing one now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, while you were gone, I cleaned out my locker. All right. The locker has been stuffed full of junk for many, many months and years because it's all props from the show. So what I want to do is I want to unload and see if we can sell this stuff on eBay, okay? You're being serious. We're yes. Gonna... Yes, so I unloaded What, to everything. try to buy a new TriCaster and put it back on stream? Maybe we'll donate the money to charity of some sort. Okay. But I got some stuff that I think we can sell. My idea is we'll take these items, we'll include an autographed photograph of all of us, okay? okay. So we'll do 8 by 10 glossies, and then we'll all autograph them and send it along as kind of a certificate That's of authentic nice. authentication. Okay, and that'll raise the worth by another penny. That'll be correct. Good. All right. 
So let me just see what you think the worth might be on some of this stuff. A Ryan Howard fathead? I think if you're a Philadelphia Philly fan, that's worth, that's going to be worth at least 30 bucks. This is from his retirement day. Yeah. This is his last day at. Okay, so that's a big special day in Philadelphia. That's yeah. at least 30 bucks. A Gigum Aggies foam finger. All right, that's a little beat up. I would say that's got to be worth seven, seven bucks. Seven bucks? Yeah, I would pay seven bucks for that if I was an Aggies fan. The Zubaz headbands we used in the video, the music video. So that's kind of Hall of Fame material, because if you're listening to the show, that is real memorabilia that you can lean back on a moment. So I'm going to raise the ante there. That's 60 bucks. 60 bucks? Because you could always click on YouTube and watch the video and go, I have the headband from oh, this video. Okay. The happy birthday hats that were on our heads when we celebrated your birthday without you at the Fudge of the Whale Cake. Memorable moment. Again, lives forever on YouTube. A little less quality than the Zubaz because that could fall apart in shipping. So I'm going to go 40 bucks. Wow. This, well, these... if you're a big fan of the show, these are, it's like getting Hall of Fame stuff. Yeah. Think about how many people spend something for a first base that was sitting at City Field. Becky the Duck with the oil on her after the Zach Morris Halloween costume. Well, that's a high material item and it has the oil. That's another $60 item. 60 bucks. I mean, look, do our fans love us or do they not? You put that in your house, you'd be like, remember the DA show when they did the Halloween episode? I have the duck. A stuffed otter from Otterbox, the company, that sat on my desk for a little bit, maybe a couple of shows, but would really be unknown mm. by most of Yeah, listeners. not noticeable. That's a $6 item. Still 6 bucks. You take it. Well, I think it would be $6 in a toy store, so. The last Gresh Show t-shirt? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Size large? Uh. I think the Gresh Show might have a little less cachet than the DA Show. I don't think people will associate the DA Show item with that. I'm going to go $9 for the Gresh Show shirt. My trip to England to go see English Premier League soccer went to a Liverpool game in our seats because we sat in uh, nice seats. They gave us a Liverpool embossed diary. That's a reach to sell. Why are you not just keeping that? I don't want it. (laughs) All right. Three bucks? It's pay- you're giving away, but you're selling paper. That's what, <laughs> that's what you're doing. This is, well, for a Liverpool fan, it might be nice. This is the end hot sauce from Pepper Palace that I can't sell because we have to use this as a bet. Okay. But this just came out of the, All it's, right, it's so coming out of the, the lock. If we used it and then sold it opened and it was a part of a major bit, that might be actually your biggest moneymaker. Right. If we had used that as the punishment and right. then sold it after that. Right. I think that absolutely that you're talking about something could go for like a hundred bucks that point. Oh, that's the bottle they used. I have to taste what they tasted. The floor that's from it. University of Detroit when they sent it to us after they cut up their floor and we had them on mid major mothership. That's an eighty dollar item because that's a bidding war. Because you might be somebody who was a fan of the University of Detroit who wants a piece of floor to begin with and maybe can't track it down. And you might be somebody who's an old-school DA show listener. It's like, I was there from the beginning when I remember the original mid-major mothership. And I think you have those two audiences bidding war on each other. So I'm glad that you think that these are so valuable because I was hoping that we would get some money for them to actually give to charity. Because I don't want to just throw them out. But if we can at least raise a couple hundred bucks... I, and look, maybe you want to take the under on all the items I gave. But again, if you're talking about DA show listeners who love each other and remember these moments from the show, you can you can have that in your house and, and pull up YouTube if somebody asked you what this is from and say, it was from this moment. I have this item. And I think that is how some of these things we see at memorabilia auctions sell for a large amount of money.
All right. Well, I'm glad to hear it. So I want us to open up an eBay account. Okay. Do you want me to list the prices and see if we get close? Uh, well, I think we should list the prices at like a dollar and then see if the bidding war goes. Is up. that still what happens with eBay now? Yeah. I didn't know if eBay had transformed to you just buy it for the price. You can have an automatic purchase price. Okay. So maybe we can set your prices as the automatic purchase price, but then see what it ends up actually bidding for. Okay. So that's something we will have to play around. Do you with have an eBay picture. account? I don't. I haven't used eBay probably in 12 years or so. And I, that before like StubHub and some of these other ticket companies, that's how I used to buy tickets through secondary market. Uh-huh. I, you're talking probably high school since I used an eBay account. Oh, my. So I, I got new emails. We'll freshen that up. We'll get an account <laughs> okay. up there. All right. So that's I mean, going to be different. exciting. Yeah, I think that is exciting. Well, then we get to track the progress. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe we build a little hype on the show around that. Maybe we all kind of you know throw in a collective uh, dollar amount we think we'll raise. You know, Maybe the winner of that gets something or mm-hmm. something, and then you know, whatever. We'll go from there. I think there's some potential there. Or maybe we each pick an item and then you'll match that donation. Okay. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Everybody gets involved in a little charity and hopefully get that done ahead of the holidays. Nice touch and everything <laughs> like that. Okay. Now we're on to something. We have two old milk crates full of this stuff. One of which is somehow in the studio and we didn't have it in the studio. And somebody said it was because Amy was trying to prop open the door. Yeah, I asked when I had walked in because I was not with you and Bogus the week you guys were there, and I was on right. vacation, and then I came back. So I was not aware that you had taken this milk crate out, and I came and I said, why is there a milk crate full of Christmas stuff? And I was told, and I quote, don't you smell the tuna in here? The studio oh. smells like tuna. I'm trying to prop it open. I have not smelt the tuna, but apparently for five days it smelled like tuna. In <laughs> and that was the reason. What is going on here now? And then You're we were shirts? sent... One of our listeners is a former Marine, and he had sent us a gift package during the pandemic of U.S. Marine Corps T-shirts. That's very nice and very cool. And we, him and I had exchanged some information during pandemic, so he sent a box of stuff to my house. I had sent him some stuff personally from my post office, but then he had sent the T-shirts to everybody to the office, mm. and they've been sitting in the office wrapped since, like, May of last year. Well, remember, it hasn't been sitting there as long as the Gresh t-shirt. So <laughs> We're talking like, yeah, probably 16 months it was just waiting here because okay. nobody had opened up the box. Potentially two sizes ago for me. Potentially. <laughs> You're still 2X? Uh, yeah, again, depends on the brand, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's side A. Here comes side B. It's side A of the P. Oh, I'm sorry. It's side B of the PGP. I'm already fumbling and bumbling and stumbling, as Chris Berman would say. And I'm joined by the bogeyman who I haven't formally talked to in basically two weeks. He was on vacation. I was on vacation. He's sending out SOS singles signals. It's good to be back with him. Bogey, how are you? I'm doing well, and yeah, it's been a while since I heard your yodeling to begin side A, B, or C, so I, I I might have almost missed it. I'm still confirming those feelings. Stand by. Yeah, well, let me say this. Now, we have both in the last two weeks done a show with Ryan Hickey. I was out. You did one. You were out. I did one with him. Early returns. The audience has heard both shows. How Compare notes. What did you think of co-hosting with Ryan Hickey? 
I thought it was fun. I thought um, uh, he did a really good job. I thought he was very confident and calm, never sounded nervous or anything like that. I thought he did a really good job. The problem is, like, I'm sitting here for four hours looking at him on our cameras, and he's got, like, cool reading glasses on. He's got better hair than me. He's (laughs) in far better shape than both of us, and he's younger than us, and he's sitting next to us. Like, so it was a little confidence-defeating that Hickey's going – Got a lot of things going in his direction right now, and he's a baby, and I'm just only getting older and balder and not really sure what direction my career is going in. So other than that, it was a great a great time. I thought it was very good, too. He seemed very well prepared. Also, I did a little cheat code. I drove in to do my show with Ryan Hickey, with Ryan Hickey, my passenger seat. A little, little wow. bit of a, a battle. He lives literally a mile from my house, as fate would have it. He jumped in the car. I mean, we did a little pre-show prep, listening to Dave Shepard, Shep, host on WFAN together. So I had that going on. It was a big week without you. You also miss Bogues. We played back on Soundcheck, our own Peter Schwartz being very unhappy that guys like Shep were given opportunities to host on WFAN when Pete himself has been asking for a long time to do so. And we played back the Soundcheck clip on that. There are people upset about this. Peter Schwartz being one of them. Here's him on with Boomer and Geo. So it bums you out to hear some of these new overnight guys that are on the air and you're not getting the shifts when you used to be here full-time? Um, yeah, I, I would I would say it probably annoys me a little bit. It annoys you? Is there any particular person yeah, that's on the I've air that annoys you more? I, I've expressed I've expressed an interest in the past and then trying to help out with that. Yeah, okay, but, doing shows and stuff? Yeah. And they've, they've said, to the new PD? Because things have changed. You realize I that. I mean... Have that, or I haven't had a chance to discuss that with the new. Well, okay, but you do realize that these overnight hosts that are hosting is because of the new PD. Well, I have reached out to talk. Okay, and he has not gotten back to you. That's true. Yes. Okay. All right. Very. You want me to call him in here now so you can talk to him? <laughs> I'd rather not do my negotiating over the radio. Okay. All right. Very oh. good. Peter. Your thoughts on Schwartz being very upset that he's not being given more hosting opportunities while some of these young guys are. I mean, I'm not. I'm not surprised that there are hard feelings here. Um, I I think if I was in a different place in my life and my whatever, mat- I don't think maturity is the right word, but like I I might be feeling the same things here because this is unprecedented. In and I've been around this company for eight years now. You've been here longer. Schwartz has been around the same about the same time. Like these shifts are are few and far between, and normally they've gone in the past to like the veterans of the industry like Chris Moore and Jody McDonald. And all of a sudden, all of these kids basically are getting shows on WFAM. And I'm I'm, I'm not surprised that there are some people who have not gotten their chance yet that are feeling bad about it. What you can't do is say it out loud into a microphone where someone's going to record it and play it back for other people to hear. Like, that's the step you can't take. Yeah, it was rough. So we played that back, obviously. Boomer and Geo had some fun with that, or Geo and Jerry had some fun with that, as did we. Now, another fight has erupted and erupted on our own airwaves, and that was on Trash Tuesday. You took huge issue with Pete the Body Bilotti's Trash Tuesday of trashing the weathermen and not, or at least the weather technology. I have to make sure that Pete doesn't come after me and not having something more accurate to determine the storm. You jumped down his throat. He yelled back, no, no, no. It was your epic fail. How do we not have 
the technology with all these Dopplers and all these radars? How do we not have the technology that tells you exactly what's going to happen with said storm? I don't get it. We have we have technology on our phones. We have technology everywhere you can find it. We can't get the technology for this. Get them out. Totally Charlie fair. Sheen just dumped that on the set of Men at Work. I always love when the, the weather people use the models. You guys are so wrong on this. You're so wrong Uh-oh. on this. But tell I will us how we're wrong. weather people until my last day on this planet. Oh You're asking them to know in advance perfectly where miles and miles and miles of clouds and energy and rain and wind is going to go. I'm not when saying it's bumping them. against other big features. <laughs> but no, but you are. You no, want to. You not. said exactly no, that. You said I want to know no, where I'm it's not. going. No, I'm not. I'm saying the technology. I'm not saying them. I'm saying the technology. Why haven't we invented something that can tell us that? We have we all did. these Dopplers. We invented technology that told us it was going to... Two days before that, it was spinning off the Florida coast, and they said it's coming generally up here, so right. be ready in Long Island, okay. Rhode Island, and Massachusetts, I'm and running, it's exactly I'm, what it did. I'm running it came around up looking, the entire coast of America. I'm running around looking for a generator specialist. That, there's none of them out there, and... and <laughs> And nothing Well, happens. that's your fault. That's not Mr. G's fault. That definitely is Mr. Mr. G's fault. Mr. And his G. radar. Mr. G. <laughs> Mr. G. Long-time New York City weatherman that nobody takes seriously. <laughs> now, why... I've had this argument with you in the past. And I, you have swung me a little bit to understand these guys have a very hard job. But why are you so adamant about your defense of weather people? Well, so... Let me first say this. So it happened live, obviously, with Pete on Tuesday's show. Then I heard it again as the epic fail and even further cemented my thoughts that Pete doesn't know what he's saying three quarters of the time. (laughs) He said exactly what I called him on and then said, I didn't say that. But that's what he said. He said that we need to have a better system here. And like the system is pretty damn good. And I I know five things about weather. Like I'm not even pretending to be anything close to a third of an expert on this. But like I've because now we sit in this area that is not Florida or not the Gulf Coast um, or the Gulf of Mexico and Texas and whatever. But like we've had some dangerous storms come very close to us. And as a homeowner, I'm very nervous about like my family's safety or my house or property, like all these things. So like I've been paying attention. And and so I've I don't just look at the forecast that says there's a 50% chance of rain. Like I'm reading blogs and people's <laughs> tweets and and stories about the storm. And when you read past like the first paragraph of these stories, you get a better understanding of how good these guys actually are. Like all of the things that happened with this storm were all on the table beforehand. But the bottom line is, you can't ever know for sure where this huge mass of weather is going to go. In particular, this one was banging against two other big things of weather, which is the reason why it went where it went. One was hanging over, like coming down from Canada, and one was out in the ocean making this tunnel for this storm to go up through and come up to the northeast instead of spinning off into the ocean, which is where it was supposed to go up until like Wednesday of last week. And then you mix in... There's all these different variables of how fast does it turn north? And then does it hit warm or hot water? Does it weaken before (laughs) it gets here? And the stronger it is, the more west it's going to go. It's weaker it's going to go east because then the one, you know, one area of weather is winning over the other. So, like, 
there it's not you're never going to be able to to be what Pete wants where you can just say this is what's going to happen and then what's frustrating and this probably is where I think you and I had this first conversation is just because the storm doesn't happen the way they said it was going to happen outside your window doesn't mean it didn't happen. Like, there are people in New Jersey whose houses are ruined by floodwaters. There when they thought got, nothing was coming to them, right. Right, who got screwed by wind in Rhode Island that we didn't get here in Nassau County. So, like, the storm And they may have existed. been less prepared because all they heard was the reports right. of Long Island, right. So, like, the storm existed. It just didn't go over your head. So, so they were— so they really weren't that wrong, and you're asking them to predict something that is unpredictable. The fact, as I said on the air, that they knew 48, 72 hours out that a storm off of Florida's coast was going to come close to us in New York, and it basically did. Like, that's good enough for me. It wasn't 80 and sunny and no rain and no humidity. It sucked here for 36 hours. It just sucked in different ways because this thing went a little bit east yeah. and then a lot west, more than people expected it to. Now, on that note, if we take you really behind the scenes, which we love doing here on the PGP, last week, Andrew Bogus is on vacation. He's on the Jersey Shore. He sees the news alerts of this storm impending. I obviously did the whole week of DA shows with a various cast of characters filling in with us. We had a good time. By the time Friday's show had rolled in, Living on the south shore of Long Island like you do, like I do, we live a little further apart, but, you know, still basically same enough area where we would be concerned enough where the track had turned for the storm. I became well aware during Friday's show, oh, no, Sunday could be a real problem for me. Following the show, we went back, Pete, the body, and I, and we talked with our bosses, and everybody was starting to get a good buzz going on here at the actual station about, oh, wow, this storm could cause problems for, you know, half of our employees that live south, the, you know, the half that are north probably won't have a problem. And we came to the conclusion by the end of that, like, hey, we got to keep an eye on this storm. If there's going to be flooded waters and you can't get out of your house and there's just bad roads, you guys will now do the show from home instead of coming to studio. If there's power outages and whatnot, we, you may not even be in. D.A. being off the entire week celebrating his anniversary and then having to go to a dessert coordinator Brad Heller's wedding. It is so funny that you, I, and you, Pete, and myself have all worked with D.A. long enough that we know there are times where D.A., if he's focused on something, he gets his tunnel like he would be that wedding and everything, he would actually be so aloof to something going on currently, which was this hurricane. So we went into our little group text, and I'd sent out the text. I took the initiative. Hey, I know Bogus has spoken to the bosses. Me and Pete did as well. D.A., here's the deal with this hurricane coming. DA's response we have to give to the audience was this. Hurricane coming? Is it going to affect Brad's wedding? He had zero clue as of Friday afternoon that our area was under a hurricane warning, Bogus. Your thoughts on that? I, I mean, it's not surprising, and I, I kind of wish I could live in that, like, blissful ignorance about certain things. Like, this whole last week for me, because I, I, I can't not worry. The weather admittedly so gives me a ton of anxiety because I just, I always think the worst is going to happen. My roof's going to go flying off. My basement's going to fill with water. None of those things would likely ever happen, but that's, it goes through my head. So I left on vacation worried about Tropical Storm Fred because that might come up here and dump all this rain on us. And I didn't want to not be home for that in case anything crazy happened. So I was freaking out about Fred. And then within 12 hours, they go, Fred's going to be way like north and west of Long Island, no problem. I went to bed relaxed Tuesday night. Wednesday morning, woke up to 
a screen grab, one of these computer models with this big, nasty Henri Storm literally sitting over New York City. And I went, what the hell is going on? And I spent the next three days figuring, I, I, I talked to a buddy about boarding up windows. I yeah, ordered You and I exchanged bags. several texts over late last week about prepping yeah. for this storm as homeowners in a, in a similar enough area. Yeah. I bought sandbags on Amazon. I bought sand <laughs> I from Lowe's. I bought I, it like, all. I, like, my my I, doors I, were then, barricaded with sand. I yeah. did it all. And then I left my vacation a day early. My family is still on the Jersey Shore for a second week. I'm home by myself right now. I was supposed to come home Sunday. I left early, super early Saturday morning. So I had a full day to like prep my house. And DA goes, Oh, my rain tomorrow on Brad's wedding. Like it was tomorrow, and he didn't even know what was going on. I don't know how you can do that. Like it was the only thing on TV. It was the only thing on Twitter. I don't understand how you could have gone that far and have it <laughs> us introduce it to you by accident lunchtime on Friday. And just like you crushed Pete for crushing the weatherman, DA crushed you and I for over preparing for the storm, wrapping the cinder blocks. Yeah, and around I didn't let. Stuff. And I did not let him do that on Monday. I jumped right in on that. Like that's he's he's just. <laughs> Wrong. So there was so much weather talk between all of us on the show that I had to take you guys behind the scenes because as we prepped and thankfully for all of us, some other some were not as fortunate as us. We escaped with very minimal damage. Like you know, I bogus. I think you might have had a little similar, similar minor, minor, minor. Yeah, water had in some the wet towels. Thank yeah, and that that's was it. it. That was it. Thankfully. That's it. So we escaped all of those problems. We were way over prepared, but behind the scenes. The storm Henri, Henry, whatever bogus, uh, Bilotti wanted to call. What did you say, Henry? Yeah. Uh, that that we dodged a lot, but behind the scenes was pure chaos as we tried to get together again, as we all are, for the DA show. And that's going to wrap it up for the PGP Bogus. You could follow yourself on Twitter. Yeah, at Andrew Bogus. And if anyone knows of a place where I can live that really doesn't have weather concerns, I think the Southwest is my best bet. I'll deal with 120 degrees, <laughs> um, but I, I need to find a place where I can go and be relatively calm and not have to worry about winter storms and hurricanes and tornadoes and wildfires. Yep. If you don't have a safe place, let me know at Andrew Bogus on Twitter. Earthquakes, yeah, any of that. We got we got to get away from all of it. It's unbelievable. Anywhere you go, it's a problem. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MrazCBS, M-R-A-Z-C-B-S. Have a great week, everyone. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.